Yeah, that sounds about right. Watch out! <laughs> Boy, you are not ready. Pikachu! Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight. All right, welcome to episode 25 of the Current Gen Podcast. My name's Tim, here with Derek and Dan. Good evening. What's happening? Good right, morning to you. Well, we are going to... Yeah, morning for some of you, right? Um, our dedicated listeners listen first thing on Monday. Uh, we're going to jump right in because we've got a ton of stuff to talk about. There's actually news. It's crazy. There's actually things that have been announced and things for us to talk about. So Insanity. we will get to all of that. But first, we want to play a little game. This is something that our buddy Dan has come up with. So, Dan, why don't you take us through this some kind of fight club, something where I'm going to dominate Derek. I'm not sure exactly what it yeah. is. It's going to be very violent. Sounds um, it's gonna get aggressive. Um, I would suggest him to go for the nads because Derek, his are just exposed all the time with his tight pants. So fair. Okay, let's go right for the nads. So yeah. I'm calling this opinion fight club. So it's a, it's sort I'm of reaching like into my nads right now. Okay, Aww. Jesus Christ! I'm so glad it's blurring, <laughs> or not blurring <laughs> it, but it's cutting it off. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Alloy. Right <laughs> Thank you, Aloy. Um, so it's opinion fight club. So it's sort of a, a take on the sixty sold in 60 seconds basically um i'm gonna think i have a topic and one of you has to give the positives the other person gives the negatives so you're fighting each other with the opposites um you each get a minute so once a minute is over for the first person it flips over to the other person and then i decide who the winner is let's do it so um the topic is silent protagonists hmm. do either so who's for and who's against yeah do either of you feel very strongly combating one side of this? Then Derek, you pick a side and go first, and then I'll take the opposite. I'll let you pick. So if I'm for silent protagonists, or, or, you, you, or you hate them, positive opinions about why you yeah. think that's a good thing versus a bad thing. There you go. Okay, got it. Okay, I don't have an opinion. <laughs> All right, then I'll go. Then I'll go what first. Else is new? Yeah, Tarek right. has filled with negative opinions. I'm sure, but. All right, yeah, I'll take this one. Rebuttal, Tim. I think, I think that silent protagonist. You, you got my timer. How much time do I get? Okay. Uh, yeah. So you seconds. basically you get a minute. So you're like fighting him okay. for a minute, and then he's just okay. gonna start punching you after. Okay. So, got it. So All right. So I think silent protagonists are a good thing because when you're playing a game and you get to kind of fill the role of that character. And so I think of games like Chrono Trigger or Legend of Zelda where the protagonist doesn't speak, and I always felt like there was um, implied conversation happening from your side over there. So it's not so much like you're watching from the outside looking in. It feels a little bit more like you are that character. So I have no problem with it at all. It actually also um, allows me to feel like I'm uh, immersed into the universe because I'm now that character as opposed to I am controlling or watching that character from the outside. So I would say they're a good thing. Yeah, you still okay. have like 20 seconds if you want. I'm good. Okay. No, he's right. I think I, mean, I think I made such a salient, amazing point. I don't need that extra time. Derek, you start punching now. Start <laughs> all right. So my counter is first of all, Tim's dumb. Um, that's that's the main argument. But second would be uh, my issue with it is while I agree with Tim, like I like the fact that you can immerse yourself in that character. 
I don't think they need to be silent. Like, I think you should be able to choose what that character is going to say, and then they actually say it. They could do it in a smart way where they actually have him say it, him or her, say it in a abbreviated version of what you picked to make it quicker. So it's not like, hey, you read out this paragraph and then you have them say it and then they say the paragraph. But the point is, is that you should be able to immerse yourself in a character, but they should still speak because I do think that takes you out of the immersion. First thing I thought of when you said a character doesn't speak is Link. And while, yes, I enjoy Zelda games and find them to be fun, I still think Nintendo needs to take this next step in actually having, they're probably too late on this now, but like having a character that speaks in their games. Um, I think they could create a time, a better world with that. So who would do the voice real quick? Troy Baker, probably, right? Be Link. <laughs> yeah. Or, or Nolan North, right? Or Nolan North. It's one of those two. All right, Dan. So what do you uh, think? like ambiguous gender wise because link is kind of like a little feminine right that's true whoever whoever does it has to be able to go yeah (laughs) Um, so i think you both made salient points obviously uh tim i i do um i think it's good as far as with silent protagonists i think if you have a, a good imagination and you can kind of just um suspend disbelief a little bit of like this person just standing there and not moving and the other people are talking and if if um the uh the voice acting and the acting in general is really good then it might be something that doesn't bother you that much but i would say silent protagonists the hell um in general are are kind of like old hat i think it's something that maybe worked at the back in the day and it was fine because maybe they didn't have the resources or i don't know i i guess i can't really see the artistic reasoning for wanting to do that other than just like it's an avatar and you're just like well i'm that person but i mean you didn't I think create mass it, right? effect did it the best because well, right because you create the character whereas link yeah, is already you create shepherd but yeah. then shepherd would talk you would right. just pick what he would say and then he would say it and yeah, that's yeah. what i meant by the abbreviated version of it yeah yeah so dan it sounds like you already had an opinion on this but if you were being objective Come well, on, no, fight yeah. club. who wins the fight? Come on. If if Derek, well, I think I think Derek wins just because he basically touched on the things that I I do personally think. But like you yep. made good points as well, and I think if you're going to be somebody who appreciates silent protagonists, then what you said is exactly. I won with point number one. Why don't we just say I won with point number yeah. one? Right, well, bonus win. points for Tim let's, is dumb. Obviously, yeah. Let's definitely. go to the next. I'm <laughs> but, ready um, for the next one. Yeah, no, I mean, I I think if you are the kind of person that you can just put that set that aside like it doesn't bother you then i mean what you said is exactly correct and it's like it's an avatar and i'm I'm sort of using my imagination and filling in those blanks and and that yeah. definitely can work for some people but i don't know i, I think, think if, if i grew up on games today i probably wouldn't be okay with it but i grew up on right. old school games so i'm right, more okay right, with right, it but yeah. yeah yeah i mean there's no right or wrong it's just you know it's obviously about preference but yeah Derek definitely touched on the points that i personally already felt which like oh, i always point. touch on everything yes you do Yes, oh, you do. Pervert. All right, let's get to the next round of the Fight Club. I can t- I can take him round two. Let's do this. Okay. Are we gonna talk about something else instead of him touching things, or are we gonna? Are we? Oh, I on? thought you had another one, or is that just that's? Oh it? no, yeah, that's... no, that was yeah. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Got it's it. Just the one thing. <laughs> so that was yeah, that was Fight Club. Let's do that again. Let's do another opinion Fight Club next yes. week. I like that. That's a good one. You you put up uh, some good punches there, Tim. But uh, he look, won- I needed to win he one game. I yeah. think in the history of this stupid show, 
I haven't won one game, so true. I'll take I'll take Especially the W. The ones where I give true. You well, Derek, since you won, I'm gonna go ahead and give you the first swing at stuff you're playing because I know you're playing a game right now that's pretty recently released called Mortal Shell, and I do want to hear about it. So uh, unless you don't want to talk about that one too much, I assume you do. Um, I do. So I'll let I you do. I'll let you take first swing at it since you win the game. You get to talk about stuff you're playing first. So the floor is yours. Tell me about Mortal Shell and should I care about this game? Okay, so I'll I'll describe it first. Uh, Mortal Shell is kind of a Dark Souls type game, um, but it's from a smaller studio, so it's actually a thirty dollar game. It's not a sixty dollar game, and it's because it is definitely a smaller version of of, of a Dark Souls experience. Um, but in my opinion, they absolutely nailed it. Like this is the best game i've ever played that is trying to be souls like that isn't created by from software um better than notice i said souls i didn't say uh bloodline or bloodborne Bloodborne. yeah um because uh this is definitely more souls than it would be like a bloodborne or a secure or anything like that um or neo because i think neo game the Neo and Neo 2 are very good. But this one, uh, it's a little bit more slower p- pace. It's definitely got a dark atmosphere. It's a third-person action. Um, I would say survival game, good lord. Um, but I actually am playing this twice right now. I haven't beat it, but I uh, Epic Store does not have like cloud saves on some games. And this so happens to be one of the games that doesn't have cloud saves. So I'm actually on uh, the third boss area of three. Um, So the game's kind of like Zelda in that you have this hub world and then you have to retrieve three items which are behind three bosses and they're three areas. And so you explore the hub area. There's lots of secrets in that area. It's pretty open. It's not like a huge open world, but it's, it's pretty big. And then you can go into each one of these, I'm going to call them dungeons, uh, where you'll fight a boss or two. Some some of them have two bosses. And um, and then you retrieve the item and then bring it back to eventually unlock the final boss fight. So it is a smaller game, and I'm actually on the third area. So I've on my first playthrough... Um, I've already beat the first two bosses, the first two areas, and I've done a ton of stuff in the hub area. Like, I've knocked out the two side bosses in the hub area. I have unlocked all the, like, secret chests. And then I actually started playing on my laptop because I wanted to continue my first playthrough. And that's when I discovered, oh, this doesn't have cloud save, but I still wanted to play the game. So I actually started a second first run through and I already cleared the first boss area and I've already maxed out my main weapon and maxed out my main armor. Like I'm flying through it because I know all the secrets and I know what I'm doing. But real quick, as you're describing this, I'm getting vibes of like a combination of something like Ashen or that remnant where it's like it doesn't have to be all the way up to from software levels, but it's still a really fun souls like am I? reading that correctly yeah i mean i didn't play remnant a lot and when i played the little bit i did i didn't feel like it was quality like this 
Okay, then what about that anime one from last year? What was that one called? Which is See, I like Code Vein a lot. I think Code Vein's a really good game, but I actually think this one's better. Now, granted, Code Vein, while it was borrowing from like Souls type games, obviously it was doing its own thing because it's basically like a JRPG type setting. This is like you boot it up. The load screens, the way characters talk, the it's atmosphere, the world is literally Dark Souls. Like it's, <laughs> well, I can't say literally because then that would be Dark Souls, but it's <laughs> it's exactly like a Dark Souls experience. Like they didn't hide anything. Like the load screens look like a Dark Souls load screen. All the characters speak in like <laughs> these weird, like fragmented, like, hey, let me talk about something weird you don't understand, but it actually makes sense once you learn what they're talking about. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of why I think I'm addicted to it. Like the gameplay is super fun, but I like all the secrets. I like how it's, and I described this when I talked about like these type of games before I was a big Mortal Kombat fan. And one of the reasons why I love Mortal Kombat is all the secrets that they kept from gamers that years later that people would unlock because we didn't have the internet like we did now. Now you buy a Mortal Kombat game, all the fatalities are already listed out, all the secrets are already out day one. Yeah. This these type of games, even with reviews coming out on the first day, nobody can tell you all their secrets. Like if you're gonna buy the game day one, you're gonna have to discover most of them on your own. Now you can watch walkthroughs and stuff like that which I do watch walkthroughs to kind of get an idea of like, what am I getting into? Cause I didn't buy this game. I bought the game, like I pre-ordered it, but I didn't pre-order it until I watched like a walkthrough to gotcha. make sure, Hey, is this something I would want to play? And it wasn't until one of the walkthroughs I was watching and he was just playing it for the first time. He got early access. He scored it an eight out of 10. And I was like, okay, this is like a Dark Souls guy, too. And I was like, okay, so this is actually, like, he's saying he's enjoying this game. And then I watched a bunch of other reviews, and they're all giving it 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. I was like, okay, I'm 100% sold on this game. So if you're itching for a Dark Souls-type experience, but you don't want 40 to 100 hours uh, of gameplay... This is the game for you. It's uh, anywhere from 12 to 18 hours, depending on how good you are and how much you explore, because I'm definitely taking my time. I'm already on my, I'm talking about my first, I'll say my desktop playthrough, and then I have my laptop playthrough. My desktop playthrough, I'm already 15, 16 hours in. My laptop playthrough, I'm probably about three or four hours in. Um, So I've already put 20 hours into this game, and I've still got plenty to do. I've got a whole third area i need to uh discover and then the other thing i didn't i did a terrible job of explaining is the major difference in this game between this and a dark souls is dark souls you pick your character you pick your class and then you level up your character and your weapons right this game you're actually like you're like this uh well you're a mortal being but you look like like the inside of your skin and just a human being right yeah you're you you don't look like you don't have skin or anything and as soon as you start the game you go through like a tutorial ish or area 
and then you go into that hub area. And the first thing you discover in the hub area, unless you're a complete moron and walk by it, is a shell. And that shell is a an old warrior and his armor's there. And you inhabit his armor and you become him. And so you are this alien type being in this armor. And the armor has set attributes. So what I mean is there are four shells in the game. Each shell is very different. Like the so first, they're one, the classes, right? A shell is a yeah, class, basically. Each okay. shell is kind of like its own thing, and you cannot change the shell. As far as this is the way I would describe it, the first one you get is kind of your standard one, where the stamina is decent, the um, the hit points is decent, the armor is decent. But the next one I unlocked was uh, one where my repost is, I think that's how you say it, uh, is repost is a level five. So it's got five slots, whereas the one you first unlock is, I think, three. And then you can actually upgrade it to six. So it's double the repost uh, or repost. And then, um, and then it has more stamina and more armor. And then there's another shell that has high, high stamina. It would play more like Bloodborne. High, high stamina, but you can only take two shots from a boss and you're dead. Like, I tried to use it in a boss fight, and I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm dead. Huh? Risk-reward. Yes. So those are the shells you can unlock. Now, the way this game plays differently than even, like, a Dark Souls, and this is what's... I This is why I love this game. It's so much fun. At first, it's hard to, to... wrap your head around it but the movements of most of the weapons feel like uh, a souls game except there's one weapon set that would if you combined it with the high stamina one i was talking about you would be playing bloodborne because it's a very fast weapon combined with the fact that you're full on stamina and when i say high stamina, dodging and stuff like that yeah i'm talking your double triple stamina level of most of these other shells so uh and even when you dodge you turn into smoke so it's all about you oh, don't even cool. want to try to block or anything like that but hey so real quick part- is it more about uh is it I, I missed the part if you were talking about shields versus dodging what's the emphasis here is it all about parrying blocking with your shield or is it all about dodging like bloodborne so that's what i was going to get to so there is no shields you have just your weapon and your armor but you are your own shield. So this is where it differentiates from a Dark Souls game. So a Dark Souls game, you usually have a shield unless you just choose not to play it, but that's really stupid. So the shield is always there, and you can rely... And you play, I would say in Dark Souls, most Dark Souls games, you play very, very defensive, and you uh, you just counter. Waiting for your um, openings to take a shot. Yeah. Right. This game is trying to get you to play more offensively, while still being a little bit more slow and more powerful and deliberate like Dark Souls compared to Bloodborne, which is a little bit quicker and more, you know, all about dodge and stuff like that. So I dodge a ton. Um, you can, you can, um, what is it, deflect or whatever? I forgot. Parry. What parry. You can mm-hmm. parry. In fact, it's encouraged in the game because you, you unlock a special ability for each shell where when you parry and then you one shot the the um, the enemy, you actually gain health. So nice. the health system's uh, a little bit different too, and I'll go into that in a second. But the major like change in gameplay here 
is that you actually harden. So you are your own shield. But your harden has a... That's what she said. That's where... (laughs) I I was going to shove it in there, but... (laughs) That's what she said. (laughs) We're like chaining them together. (laughs) Combo. (laughs) So... Um, anyways, you, you turn into your own shell and you harden and, uh, again, you can't spam it because it's on a refresh timer. So it's actually pretty fast. So that's good. Um, but it, it kind of lets you, gives you a little alert, like, Hey, your, your shell's back. You can, you can harden again. So why is that good is because you can actually, and this is kind of the tactic I use. I use the claymore, which is the very first weapon you, you get when you start the game. Uh, you get it in the tutorial. It's my favorite. Um, and I've tried the other ones. I just like the Claymore. But my, my attack pattern is basically I do a jump attack where I come down on you and I swing. Now, if it's a hard enemy, like a boss or something, when I do the jump attack, I actually harden in the air. So I'm just hanging in the air. They'll hit me. That stuns them. And then I unharden and I drop into my attack on. Wait, 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 wait. If you're in midair and you activate the shell to make it harden or whatever, does that, that makes you freeze in midair? Yeah, you're frozen. Whoa, that's awesome. Now yeah. I want to play this game just for that. <laughs> yeah, it's super. There's a lot of strategy to it. Like, once you get used to using the harden skill, at first I was like, I'll just use dodge because I don't know when I have it. I don't like, I just wasn't used to it. But once you realize you really can't just dodge, they really want you to use harden. And that's because while you can use the dodge, it's really hard to get into attacks. Plus they'll overwhelm you. Sometimes they'll have guys jump in. So you might be mm-hmm. fighting one guy and then three other guys have been following you and they catch up to you or there's what, just three what other it sounds guys. Like what it sounds like is even the name of it, Mortal Shell. The idea is this shell mechanic that they've introduced to the yep. Souls genre, and they've made that a super important mechanic. That's awesome. I love when I love when a game can be inspired by. Maybe even in some ways it rips it off. Okay, that's fair. But I love when they give it their own spin, and it sounds yeah. like this one did a good job of giving yeah, it its and, own. Spin. And I'm okay. Like like I want the, everybody when they're doing this to have their own spin or whatever. But most yeah. of the time, the spin is trash. This is one where I, it's like at first I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. I may not even like this game. I think that's why I'm so excited about it. Like I'm serious about it being easily top five this year for me. Uh, it's definitely better than Final Fantasy VII Remake Trash. Okay. So, All right. All right. Shut it down, right. Tim. Wait Hit till the end of the year and see that it's, it's already above it. Um, no, that's fine. You're, and Derek, this is on this is only 30 bucks, right? So you're actually getting me kind of convinced that I need to try this thing. Cause I'm almost done with ghost of Tsushima, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but yeah, I wonder if I should give this one a whirl before we get too far into the crazy fall season. Cause it sounds really intriguing to me. Yeah. It's super fun. Uh, like I said, the only, and I haven't been on social media, but there's some, been some people that have complained about it, but all reviewers, I have not seen anything less than a six out of 10, but everything's about a seven to eight. I haven't seen anything like a nine or a 10, but um, most people, what I'm trying to say is most people agree with how I would assess it. Like if you were to say, Derek, this is your grief fall of this year, right? This is, this year is my grief fall. It is a small studio and that's what Sasan was making fun of me because he called it trash. And he was like, (laughs) basically Derek, you just like small teams that try to make games that are too big for them. And honestly, when I went into this game, I did not know it was a small team. The only thing that kind of gave it away is I'm like, why is this $30? And then I watched the review and they were like, 
uh, this is like a smaller Dark Souls experience. And then some comment or something said, yeah, 13 guys made this game. And I was like, Dang. really? So Dan, I think what we're discovering is that Derek is a secret indie fan. So we need to yeah, yeah, double down on this. Yeah. Indie slash triple A. So if you're a small studio that tries to yeah. make a triple A experience, oh, even it. if you fail, like Greedfall, I wouldn't say a fail, but it it doesn't hit even a if you miss the mark. Experience. Right. If you miss the mark, I will still <laughs> over talk you on my show. And Mortal okay. Shell is this year's Greedfall. You will not hear about Greedfall anymore. Oh, Mortal Shell. Other than your dumb comment about Final Fantasy, uh, important <laughs> question: Is there a turtle shell in the game so you can turn into a Ninja Turtle? <gasps> it it is a unlockable. Thank you for uh, spoiling that. For yes. Us. Okay, I'm buying this game right now. Oops. Hang on, I gotta go buy this right now. And it's not DLC. It's in the game. Wow, that's amazing. <sighs> so cool. No, but and it, it's on I'm being all serious, platforms. It's a really good game. Nice. And it cool. being $30, I think, is pretty amazing, too, considering it's actually yeah. pretty quality. Because, I mean, a yeah. lot of people do jump to conclusions when they see a price of a video game, you know? For sure. And I think it's priced yeah. very well. I would I would compare it to, like, not, like, they're not the same type of game, but the pricing and the size of the game. I would compare it to, like, a Hellblade. It's like they knew what they were making. Hellblade mm-hmm. knew they were making a AAA experience, but they also understood it was a smaller experience. So if they charge you $60... They knew the backlash would be really, really bad. But the fact that they charged $30 and then people gave it a shot because, A, the price point was smaller and it looked AAA. So this game, if you just watch a video, you're going to be like, this is a AAA experience. It does not look like Greedfall even looks double A. This Remember when Sean Layden was saying like, "Hey, maybe we should go back to these shorter games that are higher quality." So yeah, this- that's what I'm gonna say. It. I am. I absolutely love Ghost of Tsushima. I've already said that it's probably one of the best games, if not the best game that I've ever played. But oh my god, am I so sick and tired of playing the game? Like I just, <laughs> it's just too big. Like I, that makes no sense. It's a lot. I know Tim's gonna talk about it, but the only thing I'll throw in about Ghost of Tsushima is I just made it to Act Three today, and I'm just gonna mainline the story. I'm overdoing all the other there's stuff. Not, there's Act Three is not nearly as uh, lengthy oh, as the other two. Good, yeah. good. I mean, it's, there's still a lot to do, but um, the mainline quest you can get through pretty quick. But I do recommend wrapping up, by the way, the side quests of kind of your your key characters that you can help yeah. them on their side quests. Some I was of those are really that, good. And I hit a glitch. I hit a bug on one of them, and I booted it up twice, and it did the same thing where it kicked me off my horse. The horse just keeps walking, and the guy that I'm doing the mission with, he's on a horse, and he just walks off a cliff. <laughs> or he just walks the horse you off the cliff. You need to cut that video and share it. Maybe he was just tired of your shit, Derek. I mean, maybe he was. It's possible. <laughs> Um, Derek, I don't mean to cut you off, but I do want to talk Ghost of Tsushima, but you sold me on Mortal Shell. That sounds like an awesome game. So I am, I am it's sold super on fun. I, I do I do suggest that you have patience, though. I am really good at this game now, but it's because I, I watched walkthroughs. I studied the game before I made a buying decision, and I felt like, okay, I could, I, I could do this. When I first started playing it, and Jesse White knows this because we actually played Gears of 5 that night, my kids had told on me to my wife because I had been cussing and stuff, and it was because I was learning the game, and I was frustrated. Like, the first two yeah, hours, 
I was <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was dropping f bombs like what the f. <laughs> but once I learned the world, learned the the enemies, what learned all that, I'm blazing through everything. Nice, very cool. When, all right, um, well, for the sake of time, we got to keep moving. Oh, go ahead, Dan. Yeah, Sorry. Say, would Derek's mortal shell be just angry, tight pants guy? Just angry tight pants yep. guy. If he Gene if shell. he were a mortal shell, yes, yes, that's what it would be. All right, moving on. Um, I don't have a. I don't want to keep talking too much about this game because we'll talk about it a lot throughout the rest of the year and with game of the year discussions too. But um, I'm almost finished with Ghost of Tsushima. I'm at that kind of point where you know it's the last mission, so I'm just cleaning up. I know as soon as I do the last mission and the credits roll. I don't usually in open world games go back and just clean up side missions. I've never done that. I always think I might, but I never do. Yeah. I always put the game away. So I'm trying to wrap up some of the side stuff before I do that. But um, I can confirm that in Act 3, as, as great as it is, the story takes some really emotional turns. There's you know, a couple of, um, let's just say, losses that your character deals with that really kind of pissed me off because I was really attached to certain characters. And, so, and uh, anyway, um, all that to say, I'm really enjoying it. It's by far... It's 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 in that echelon with Last of Us uh, Part Two and Final Fantasy Seven yeah. remake, and there's just a handful of games that are just just instant top of my list for this year. And to Derek's point, honestly, Ghost of Tsushima is probably up there. So is Last of Us Part Two, probably up there with Game of the Generation and and even my all time list. It's just so good. But in Act Three, one of my favorite parts of Acts One and Two were I love the split between uh, samurai, you know this warrior of honor and ghost where you're this assassin who's stealthy and then i love being able to sneak in maybe take a couple guys out with some long distance uh heavy arrows right with a long bow and then you do the standoff and start just mowing them down that way like that's usually how i like to approach it and sometimes stealthy but i'm not finding the stealth to be that satisfying in this game because you really do just sneak up and hit one button but i love 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 the face-to-face combat problem in act three is that i can't win any standoffs it's so frustrating. And so I and I know there's a way to do it. I I went on Reddit and YouTube and was watching some stuff like but the the short version is the difficulty for the standoffs and Dan I don't know if you agree with this. Are you in Act 3 yet, Dan? Not yet, no. Okay. The difficulty on the standoffs increases dramatically in my opinion from Acts 2 to 3. And it's actually just the areas of the map. So you move north as yeah, yeah. the game progresses. If you travel back to the southern region, I was curious, did I just get real bad at this all of a sudden is my reaction time that poor today for whatever reason went back to the south and hit every standoff no problem really obvious animation yeah. and then act two it's a little tougher and they're a little quicker but still doable you know like 75 percent of the time i'm still winning sometimes i miss and then act three i think i've gotten one and i've tried like 20 Shit. of them and i can't get it it's, so it's just very frustrating to me it honestly is kind of sucking the fun and immersion out of it a little bit because I'm this I, I have all my stats maxed out I've got all the skills unlocked I've got I think all the armor sets now so I'm totally maxed out and I can't beat this dumb Mongol archer with a sword is it beyond up. um so in the second because I know we were trying to avoid it previously and we still can in the second act they introduce or was, was it in the first where they kind of like do sort of that like you think they're gonna attack but. It's not even yeah the fakes aren't too bad. It's the okay. speed when you see their animation begin and to when they hit you. Oh, beyond that, okay. There's there's that little window of time and it's yeah, yeah, trimmed yeah. down significantly in Act okay. Three. So and I didn't so, know if they added another mechanic on top of them like no the, the fake out. Okay. No, I would say maybe the fake outs are even less predictable now. Usually in Act Two you could tell they're going to do one fake out, sometimes two, but usually just one fake out and then attack. Okay. And this time they might attack real fast. They might fake out three times and that so. 
they do throw you some curveballs, but in general, it's just that it's just really frustrating to me because now I feel like I am Jin Sakai, the ghost of Tsushima. I'm the coolest uh, warrior in J- Japanese history, and yet I can't beat this standard Mongol soldier one on one just because the game decided it's time for it to be more difficult. You're just so. not samurai enough, Tim. Yeah, I think that's actually a flaw in the game, to be honest with you. So, um, but other than that, I'm loving it and continuing to to love it. Um, I've got a couple games I want to talk about that I'm playing, and then Dan, you can wrap us up with stuff we're playing. So I did try out Battletoads. My first impression of it was very poor, uh, but I can confirm. Here's just my summary of it. It's a fun beat 'em up game, and if yeah. you like. If you like the old Battletoads games, if you like kind of Saturday morning cartoons, silly humor, this has that. And the opening is really bad. It makes you think like, wow, they didn't do a second draft of the script at all. It's super bad. Sure. But there's a reason for that. And you kind of discover after you beat the first level, you'll see what they're doing. Um, yeah. It's still it's still not like incredibly clever writing. It's still very tongue in cheek and very cheesy, Doesn't but it's not as bad. It's not as bad as it starts out. That's what yeah. I'll say. So anyway, the animation is really cool. Like the art style is really cool. It's just kind of a little neon, a little in your face. It's, it's not going to be for everybody, but I like it. I like, does, I mean, it's, it's fine. The main thing is the difficulty. It does it seem like it's on par with the classic or no, it's way, way easier, way easier. Okay. Yeah. Is yeah. there difficulty levels or, uh, I think there are, I guess I didn't look that closely. Yes, I think there are. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, the combos are fun. You can, if you're playing single player, which I tried it out for about an hour or so late one night. So I was playing single player and, um, yeah, it was fun. You swap real quickly between the brothers. I'm assuming they are, I don't know. The toad friends so, street. Um, Rage four is better. You would say it is better. Yes. Yeah. Street Rage four, I think is actually quite, quite a bit better, yeah. but so it's good. It's, it's on game pass. So whatever, go try it out. If it at all looks interesting to you. Um, on the game on the Epic Game Store, I grabbed the Alto Collection, which is essentially an endless runner, um, kind of quick reaction type of a game. But this game is super relaxing and chill, and I think it's really cool. So I highly recommend it if you have a if you have a PC or if on I think it's on other platforms too. Um, you could probably grab it for pretty cheap when you see it on sale. But Alto Collection is pretty cool. It's basically either snowboarding or sandboarding, mm. and you just have to essentially hit jump. It's really the only button you're hitting, and it's all about the timing of that jump or how long you hold the jump. Um, if you want to grind on, you know, ropes or the side of walls or stuff, stuff like that. Um, escape from enemies, collect, um, you know, collect items and stuff like that. So anyway, I, I, it is very kind of charming and soothing, relaxing kind of a game. I really like the Alto Collection a lot, but only if it's for free or super cheap. I'm not sitting here recommending you go spend full price on it. So but yeah, Alto Collection is cool. Um, and I, I've talked about this, the, the makers of this next game a lot because I love games like Sundered. I think I've talked about Sundered a lot. Uh, that same company, Thunder Lotus, made a non-action game. So they made that game called, I think it's pronounced Jotun, but it looks like Jotun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they made that game, which is very difficult, kind of action game with tough boss fights and stuff. And then Sundered, which is another challenging, kind of side-scrolling, uh, roguelike-ish type of a game. Uh, also pretty challenging, but fun. And then they made Spirit Fair, which is this super lighthearted. I'll be honest, like I don't use this word very lightly. It is a gorgeous game. It is so pretty. It's not going to be everyone's fancy when it comes to art style. I totally get that. But the animation and just the crispness of the of the graphics are just amazing. It looks really yeah. really good. So, I think Spirit Fair is a fantastic game. It's basically a afterlife boat management game and you're helping to ferry these spirits 
around until their time is done and they're ready to move on to the final destination in the afterlife, wherever that happens to be. Yeah, I like um, I like the hand drawn. I always like the the really nice hand drawn games. Yep. You know, just the the detail, because I mean, yep. it's just insane. Like they have to obviously, yep. you know, by hand draw all the animations and everything. And it, yeah, it actually, yep. I thought um, I don't know if you ever played that Battle Chef Battle Chef Brigade game. I got complete vibes from that, especially when you're in like foresty areas. Yep. Yeah, I thought that's who it was, so I, I went to go see who the developer was. I'm like, oh, it's not these guys, but like, it, it looks a I lot like it that. Really was that's what it was. So, and and I love yep. the visuals of that game. So, yep. I mean, again, this is a very like peaceful, take your own time. There's like no stress in this game at all. Even when they're like, hey, can you build this for me? Because then their their happiness level is going down. There's still no stress. Like there's not a whole lot of consequences to what you decide to do or not to do, or, you know, sail your ship to a new location just to go look and see what, if you can find new seeds for your garden or whatever. Like it's, it is a super chill game, but the reason I like it as opposed to something like an animal crossing, which I never really got into is because this one actually has a goal. Like you are at the beginning of the game, you meet the, the previous spirit fair who was, I forget how to pronounce the name, like Charon or Charon or however you say his name, Karen, Karen. Um, but, um, it's, it's the guy from old mythology, right? Who, who takes them across the river sticks. Okay. Um, and, and he is this gigantic robed figure with a super deep voice. And he basically says, it's my time is over and you're now the new spirit fair. Mm. And then he disappears and he hands the mantle over to you, uh, which is in the form of this little ball of light that you now have. And you can use the forms, different shapes, like a saw to cut down a tree or a, or a pickaxe to mine rocks, stuff like that um and then yeah it's up to you to upgrade your boat there's tons of upgrades everyone likes upgrades right so there's things you can craft and you have to craft this thing before you can create that thing so it's all about upgrading and keeping the folks on your boat happy listen this is not a game for everybody but if you need something chill and you're kind of you need a break from just fighting and getting to the next level and a stressful game this is a very chill very well it's interesting game. that because i keep seeing everyone describe it as chill but the very concept of the game is kind of kind of sad right i mean i'm not that doesn't mean it's not a little bit sad right there's some heaviness yeah, yeah, yeah. to it but it's all played pretty lighthearted. Yeah, yeah. um there's a lot of spirits you talk to who are never going to join you on the boat they're just occupants of whatever towns that you're visiting yeah. and there's a lot of really funny moments in there um the act of doing things is chill but the actual yep. story yeah. is what's happening the core of it is a little bit like oh this is someone you knew from your real life what happened to you your character's name is stella they I don't, maybe later in the story, you'll discover like, mm. did you die somehow? Like what happened? Cause there's people who knew you from real life and like, Oh, Stella is so good to see you. And like, they're now in the afterlife. Yeah, so how did they, so the, at its core, if you, th if you think about it, cause they're all so happy and they give hugs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But if you think about it, like, Oh, they're all dead. That's kind of, yeah. Weird. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that's literally what the concept of is. So it's like, right. Oh, this is, yeah. Right. So you, once you help these spirits, they'll turn into some sort of, uh, animal form, but it's, again, it's very like anthropomorphic type animals and mm -hmm. they can talk to you and, and they help you out in your boat and stuff. So I really like it. I, I, I highly recommend it. If you have game pass, there's no reason not to at least try it and, and to at least look at it. Cause it's really pretty. So um, last one I'll mention, speaking of really visually amazing games is a Microsoft flight simulator. So I have spent oh, a couple hours in this now. I don't know that I'll play anymore though. So when you play something like flight simulator, it really is all about just, I want to learn the basics of how to take off and how to you know maintain flight speed and all that kind of stuff because I want to be able to number one find my own house right everyone wants to and, it, and you can by the way as long as you allow it to connect to the internet it'll give a essentially live satellite really detailed feed of everywhere you go like this is a one-for-one -one recreation of the earth 
That's crazy. It's insane. Like you legitimately could set a course from Sydney to LA and play this game for what is that, like a 16 hour flight? And that's how long it would take you. Yeah. So you would literally be sitting there for that yes. amount of time then. <laughs> yes. Like <laughs> it a- is a flight <laughs> simulator for real. So this must um, be like. What if you you set up a flight like that and then you decide, you know, a couple hours in, you don't want to do it. Can you just wreck it? Yep. And that's, of course, the kids were like, Dad, let's go to New York City and then let's fly out to the ocean and crash into the water. Because you know, they wanted to see the Empire State Building. So we did. And so you can start from wherever you want and you can even pick a location that's just a landmark and it will start you like mid-flight, which is kind of cool. Um, so yeah, we yeah, went to see a couple landmarks, went to some places in India. And, and if you zoom out on the world, it actually is in real time. So like I was playing this game on Saturday morning. So over in India, it was like middle of the night, you know, that kind of thing. So you could choose um, a starting point where it's not yep. where you are. Yep. So you don't have to fly there X amount of hours to Correct. then be like, oh, I want to fly you, to, you know. You pick your departure location yeah, wherever yeah. you want to. And it boots it up yep. from there. How yep. big? And I even, what's that? Like size-wise, the, the the amount of gigabytes, how big is this game? It was about 100 gigs of a download. I feel like it should be more than that. Well, a yeah. lot of the data that's coming in real time is actually um, uh, being downloaded like cloud, as yeah, you play. Cloud. Yep. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. Visually, it's amazing, but visually also you notice things are loading in because it'll look real blurry. If if you don't use, choose to use data on this game, it'll kind of look very generic and bland and flat. Yeah. Still fun, I'm sure, and you can still learn how to fly and stuff, but um, much better if you're able to use some data on your uh, mm. internet service provider plan because then it can feed in that those details in real time. Yeah. So That's we, of course, great. tried to land the plane on the street right outside our house just to see if we could do that. That didn't go super well. No. Um, crash into the ocean. We kind of we jumped over to Australia. You can change time of day, so you don't you don't you're not stuck being in the middle of the night on the other side of the earth all the yeah, time. Yeah. You don't have to wait till middle of the night to be daytime over there. Right. So I changed the time of day. Went to Australia and looked at the Opera House and stuff like that. Like just we wanted to see some cool landmarks, and uh, and it's all really impressive. It's really great. It feels very realistic. All the different planes, like all the dials and dashboards, every single thing in there does something. And that's the other part that's impressive is the amount of detail, like every yeah. knob and every um, uh, gauge is telling you something important. And so I could see it being something that if I were really into this, let's say I'm already a pilot or want to be a pilot or just fascinated by what it takes to be a pilot. I could see this being all I ever want to play. Yeah. But I have too much ADD for that. I want to jump back to stuff like Ghost of Tsushima and games that have like <laughs> a definitive ending to them. So um I will say it is incredibly impressive. I see why people love it. It is really, really cool. Um, but the load times on it suck pretty bad. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, t- I'll say that. Well, and, yeah, I would imagine, you know, there's so much going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it is a power hog. I mean, it it really will heat up your machine. Yeah. <laughs> mine gets mine gets pretty warm, even with all the fans, you know, cranking. And, like, it's it's using, like, every ounce of power it can to run. So, um, yeah, I didn't have any lag issues. I was able to keep it at high settings um, until I got in the 747. It was in New York City, and it's trying to populate all these details around me. Mm-hmm. And the 747 is a much bigger plane, and so it's trying to do a lot. And then it started to really chug. So I just went and switched it over to medium, and then it ran just fine. So, nice. Yeah. So if, um, I like it. If you do hop back in at any point, can you um, just go visit uh, my motherlands in Portugal for me? Just I'll do that. Make sure everything looks okay. 
I will do that. I will do that. Yeah, I wanted to see some coastline too. So we flew from, I don't even know the name of the city in Mexico, on the west coast of Mexico and flew up to San Diego. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, little things like that. I mean, again, it's it can be a chill experience and you do have the option of saying, I want this to be ultra realistic and I yeah, want to have yeah. to control everything all the way to, I want to be baby mode. You help me with everything because yeah. I just want to explore. So they do have some options, which is cool. Um, yeah, it sounds cool. Yeah, it is. It is really, really whatever. I don't know how they create games like this. I don't know how you do a one for one recreation of the world, but kudos so. to them. They did it. All right. So I know that's a lot of games. Sorry. There's just a lot of been playing this week. It's been uh, it's been a pretty fun week. A lot of different games I'm bouncing like around it. between. Uh, Dan, what about you? Any any games you've been playing? Uh, so still just uh, chipping away at Ghost. Um, still enjoyable. For sure. It definitely feels like it's just i mean it's just still going but again it's that's that's my own sort of like mental tick of like like i've said with other open world games it's like i i feel like i do need to do everything yeah but then that goes against my whole like then when i'm playing an open world game for too long then i start to feel kind of tired but i mean this game's just so cool though because i'm a freaking samurai that it's yeah. it kind of balances out most of the time so yeah <laughs> so it's fine yeah. um but yeah, it's just that that's just my own that's just my own mental thing with with open world games because I want to do everything, but you know, I also don't want to play two hundred hours. So they do have some cool side missions that I've stumbled across oh, yeah. that I had no business finding, but I would find some village or corner where someone has a side mission, and they remind me a lot of stuff like The Witcher Three, where they're a yeah. pretty dark mission, and like wow, I stumbled across something really dark here. The difference is, I think Derek was saying this earlier in the show, you don't really make a choice. Uh, in Ghost of Tsushima. Jin is his own character making his own decisions. So you don't decide like let someone live or die or help this side or the other side. So there isn't really decision making. There's not like that, am I good or bad? It's but it's still very interesting. I think I like the um I like the missions with the where where you're gonna go get the um like the new armor that is suddenly available. Because like that um what is he uh he does like songs, he's a musician or whatever. Uh He's, He's something specific, but then he tells you like the story and it's all like sort of yeah. like the paint the painting the it, it, he's telling you the story and it's showing you the painting of like the yep. characters that he's talking about or yep. the individuals in the past and you know this person's armor and they hid it away somewhere and there's all these keys that you need to find from these different villages yeah it's like, that's super cool i think that's cool, cool. too yeah i just did one what I don't um, understand is how people how people like platinum this in like the first week it was out dude this, i have like, no idea seriously I get that people platinum stuff fast, but and even just saying you finished it in a week, like, do you have no life? Because I love video games, but I don't think you can do that. A lot of people actually haven't been working, Derek. There's this thing uh, called the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know, losers. Uh, But then this other game, actually, uh, Tim, you're you're a big fan of Um, Derek and I. We think it's okay. Uh, I think we've compared it or has have said that star wars fallen order should be more like it and you obviously agreed uh-huh I don't know if you know where i'm going with this uh i've got my song queued up go ahead dragon age inquisition <laughs> hang on here we go yes i love trash if you really want to see something trashy look at this <laughs> Um, I, I want, I was curious about it. Cause I know Derek, you were replaying it fairly recently. And I was just like, you know what? Like I'm off this week. So I just want to like, kind of like check out a few things. I started this other game, uh, Atelier. I think it's Riza or Riza. I'm, I forget how to pronounce hmm. it. I've never played one of the Atelier games. So I've been curious about that for a while, but I don't have 
enough to say yet because I've only played like an hour of it. Um, but I've played Dragon Age Inquisition and I and I beat it back when it came out in what 2014. Yep. So a, a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting going back to something like this where I, for this whole time that I remember um, the game, I, I did enjoy it and I am still enjoying it now. But there's just like. You know, we're at the tail end of the generation here, and and you can't help but think of certain games, especially visually. And then you look at Dragon Age Inquisition, and you're like, "There's there's some jank. There's yeah. definitely some jank." Oh, six um, years old. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but like, there's definitely moments visually where it looks still pretty decent. Yeah. Um, but then like, if you zoom in to like certain characters, you're like, "Oh, that's a little rough." Yeah. Um, but like sure. the environment still looks really nice. Um the combat is fun i like the it's fairly fast-paced but then it's also strategic because when you hit the touchpad it basically freezes time and then you can basically dictate future actions of the uh, party members that you have uh, along with you so if you want to try to time a a specific move while you're doing something you can you can freeze time completely and and sort of plan that out i like the planning aspect of it as opposed to a a turn-based rpg which i mean i love those too but you know, you're you're playing that character. You choose the move, and then it goes to the next character based off of how you know the the meter is working. I think if you're playing the game on like a hard hard difficulty, yeah. it's pretty much mandatory. You would have to use the yeah the strategic strategic yeah. button because just trying to play it as an action Diablo type yeah. RPG, especially with a party, they would all die. Well, like the thing is, because they default, like, and I, I forget because I'm I'm only about an hour and a half into it. You can you can tweak the characters like they're um, sort of what they do, right? Yeah. Like if the HP is below a certain point, or like if this happens, this triggers. Yeah. Um, this sort of that. But bad even thing. on normal, they yeah they die a lot. Well, yeah, because they'll kind of default to a certain thing, but you're like, wait a second, I need you to do this specifically right now because you're not doing it on your own, and and in this moment, it would benefit everyone involved if you do this move while this person is healing because they're not quite healing right at the second that you need them to because the enemy's also you know doing what it needs to do it's doing different moves various things at various times so yeah Uh, i I think it's still combat wise i think it's it's got a lot of depth and it's actually still fun it being a uh, a six-year-old game that there's still something there there's still value there that i enjoy um nice. my one of my main gripes has always been the um the armor though the uh, the visual aspect of the armor has never been great with this one i don't know why uh-huh. there's there are certain pieces of armor that look decent um but when i'm thinking of like a fantasy game there's just a certain like i don't know there's just a certain something in my head that i picture i'm like oh i wish the armor kind of looked more like this i feel like the the previous ones had like more interesting looking armor Dude, it's funny you say that because I remember games like The Witcher 3, until you get the real special armor set, some of the stuff yeah. you pick up is so ugly. You look like an yeah. old school like, like referee games, for right? a volleyball game or something. Yeah, but it's all... It's, well, it, it even all Ghost of Tsushima, you start out with trash-looking armor. It isn't until like later in the game, even the, like, I wouldn't even say it's nice-looking, but the decent-looking ones, like, like even the colors. Very traditional. Yeah. Are, I'll tell you though, but towards the end there are some cool ones though. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. But in the beginning of the game, they start you with trash. They like everything right. even like like I bought the what was it, the seventy or eighty dollar version, so it came with like this hero outfit. 
and that outfit was ugly, but it, I only wore it because I was like, well, it's got like this bonus like protection, and I'm yep. just learning the game, so I'm gonna go with this. Yeah. Because you start out with like a broken armor outfit, and then you unlock like this traveler's outfit, which is stupid. This is just my, in the very my wife beginning. told me exploring with that one at the beginning, and she goes, "Why are you wearing a bed sheet?" <laughs> just yeah. flapping in the wind, like yeah. But what's cool is like all of them as you level them up. I'm sorry, we're back on Ghost of Tsushima, but anyway, as you level them up, they visually upgrade as well. And yeah, yeah. they start to look really yeah, cool. Like, but then if you if you wanted to, to still look like an earlier version, you can maintain the upgrades yeah, while yeah. changing the way it looks, which is cool too. Yeah. Um you can yeah. revert it back because of some of the samurai armor, when you really get the big shoulder pad things on, I don't really like those sometimes. <laughs> it just depends on the armor set. Yeah. So anyway, um yeah. I, I digress. I will say this the armor the main storyline armor you get right around the end of act two and the act three upgrade that thing and whoo boy do i like that set i'll say yeah. that that one's awesome it's good variety there i think so that's the yeah. one i'm wearing now i just fully upgraded it yeah get it upgraded and go to the black dye merchant and oh so cool yeah i did um i did buy this uh a while back because so i had it um physical but then i think i had traded it in at some point and then i it was on like super sale it was like the ultimate edition um, oh, okay. And it was on sale digitally like a while ago for like it was like less than fifteen bucks. So I was like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna probably play this again, so I'll nab it. Um, and it does come with extra outfits, so there is stuff that they added, you know, as they were adding DLC and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some outfits that they added that definitely wasn't there at the time when I first played it. Um, so I slapped one of those on my character already, and it mm-hmm. definitely looks much better than some of the stuff I remember later on. So so that's cool. Nice. But yeah, if I you really need cool. a game with different outfits, you can go play Final Fantasy X two. You can get all kinds of outfits going. Yes, with yes, those girls. Absolutely, yeah. it's like playing Barbie. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think there's still value there. It's a it's an older game, but like if you're into RPGs and you like strategy, you or specifically Western RPGs, um, it's still fun to play. Um, it, there is a little bit of jank, but if you don't mind that, um, it's yeah, a great tons of dialogue and decisions yeah. to make and and all kinds of stuff. It's if Bioware. I mean. Bioware. Yeah, yeah. It's one of the greatest games ever created. But acting like it's like eh, it's it's fine. No, it's it's goat. I mean, it's basically the greed. I tried playing it twice, and I still can't get into it. It's the greed fall of 2014, right? I mean, it's the greed fall of 2014. Yeah, it's jankwise, jankwise. Even I find that insulting. (laughs) I is as somebody who loves greed fall, that's an insult. I'm replaying the game. But now we have an excuse because I'm replaying it again that we can just talk about it and and compare it to Star Wars, like you know, and just shove it down Tim's. That's what she said. All right, so let's move into some headlines. No, it's not. That game's amazing. Uh, Headlines. It was the it was the best it was the best game of last year. All right, so some general headlines uh, before we get into console specific stuff. Uh, This was just last over the last couple days. Uh, today was a big day for this too, or yesterday and today. Um, trailers for a bunch of DC properties started dropping. So, not that we talk about movies here, but the new trailer for The Batman with Robert Pattinson and I forget who else is in it. Oh, Jeffrey uh, Wright, who's awesome, and who knows who else will be in it. Um, the Batman looks really intriguing, but of course, they could make any Batman movie, and even if it's not great, even if it stars Ben Affleck again, I'll still watch it because. Well- one of the best characters so i mean affleck definitely i think it was more 
I think visually people thought that he would fit that well because he he is kind of more built. Yeah, he he fit. Yeah, he fit it fine. But. Yeah, but this was has been more like everyone's just like, well, he's the Twilight guy. And also, yeah. he's not built the way he's supposed to Dude, be Dude, they said the same stuff about Heath Ledger getting yeah. cast as Joker, right. and it worked exactly. out great. So. Basically, I'm just saying because people were like, well, he's not like bulky, and yeah. you know, he's not a, or he was a vampire, a shiny vampire. Yeah, but he can yeah. he can change that. And well, I, yeah. I saw the trailer. He didn't look. He didn't look like he bulked up, but I couldn't really tell to be honest. Yeah. Well, he's like Which, he's like a younger, uh, more sleek Batman. Yeah, he looked. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely they're trying to make this Batman a young Batman because he yeah, yeah. looks young in it. Yep. But the tone it of really it, cool. like, felt like like the Dark Knight, and I was like, I'm on board. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. this is. I also like the Riddler dark. being a creepy and violent villain because that's clearly yeah. the Riddler, and I like him being the villain, and he is terrifying from what they showed in the trailer compared to the Jim Carrey cartoon version. Yeah. So it has um, um it has more grounded vibes, much like yeah. the. The other Nolan um, stuff, the Nolan ones, yeah, the more grounded, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. But more specifically, the stuff that we usually talk about, there were two video games, pretty big reveals. One from Rocksteady, which was just a cinematic trailer, comes out in 2022. So this game is a long way away. Finally, but it was really cool to see a very stylized and fun cinematic trailer uh, for the Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. I believe is the official title. Yeah, and it was just really cool. It showed the Suicide Squad folks. You know, you had Harley Quinn. You had uh, is that name Deadshot? Is that his name? I think Deadshot, Captain Deadshot. Boomerang, and then uh, the terrible. Shark guy. I forget the Shark guy's name. Yeah, um, but it had them hang out on the roof. They're all villains, of course, but they've been persuaded via explosives in their brains to help out whatever agency. I forget the agency that they're helping out. I mean, they were in prison because they're criminals. And then basically and then, yeah. some agencies like, listen, we'll give you some freedom. We're going to put some explosives in your head, but you got to yeah. do so stuff. Obey us or blow up your heads. But yeah. so anyway, obviously you're going to control these characters. Maybe it's going to be multiplayer. I don't know, but it just, it looks very stylized and fun. And then of course, at the end, I thought it was fascinating the way that, so slight spoilers. If you haven't watched the trailer, go watch the trailer. Um, it shows this helicopter explode, and then Superman is, fly- is floating there holding the pilot. Like, he saved this helicopter pilot, it looks like. And they're trying to figure out on the radio, who is it we're supposed to assassinate? And then, of course, Superman just obliterates that pilot yep. with his laser eyes. And then, they're like, they all kind of quietly point at him. And then that's the end of the trailer. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. It was great. So, well, And it foreshadows that a bit, because... His so his eyes are looking a little purple in that moment, right? They sure are. Yep. And in the beginning of the trailer, you're seeing what is clearly Brainiac. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, there's some shenanigans going on there with Brainiac. So I mean, the title of it says "Kill the Justice League," so it's not yeah. really spoilery to say you're going to be going after some pretty major heroes in the DC universe uh, yeah. that are now going to be your villains. So cool. Uh, the other one is much more. Um, it's closer on the horizon is what I'm trying to say. And that is Gotham Knights. I'm more excited for this one too. From WB Montreal comes out sometime in 2021. I believe they put up the date 2021. I think. I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this is, uh, this is basically looking in the same vein as the Arkham type of games, but no longer are we controlling Batman because again, slight spoilers for the trailer. Go watch it. Um, Batman is leaving a, if you're watching this, then I'm dead type message for a group of four, of his sidekicks and or partners throughout uh, that you've seen throughout uh, the Batman comics and shows and movies. So you've got like Nightwing and um, Batgirl and I don't know, a couple others. Batgirl, uh, Red Red Hood and Robin. Red Hood. 
Um, with Red Hood, if you haven't, if you're not sure what he looks like in this particular version, because he's had a couple different versions, he looks a little more like uh, Deadpool than what I remembered him looking like. But he's cool. He looks. They all look really cool. And uh, there's also some gameplay video out there for this too. Yes, they released that right after seven plus minutes. Um, yeah. I actually. So really this one looks total like RPG too. Like it's yeah. got RPG numbers flashing everywhere when you're hitting. It's one to four players. It pop in, pop out. You can do so you can play it solo. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's kind of what I've been wanting. Like, I want like a team based RPG, but I want it to be like, oh, nobody wants to play with me because I'm a loser. Okay, well, I can still play this game by myself and still um, have like this satisfying story. The yeah. the uh, the co op moves are going to be pretty sick because they show one. Where like I think Batgirl flips a, a, a enemy up in the air and then Robin just like slams down on him with his uh with his weapon, which looked pretty sick. Um, they definitely and again it's like alpha build and they say that in the beginning. So for anyone who's like, why does this look so janky? Why is the frame rate so bad? It's like, well, obviously because it's alpha build, but like there was a lot of really cool visual stuff happening. Like the lighting looked really great. Um, because mm-hmm. and basically what they showed was uh, Mister Freeze being in yep. town apparently he's back in town for an unknown reason they say um but like the ice and like the lightning going on in the background it just it like the lighting was amazing it looked yep. really really good it so. looks really fun i'm really yep. excited for this one they got plenty of time to clean up any of those things people are whining oh, yeah. about absolutely um I think... although you know what's kind of funny though it, um so they've already said that it's not connected to the arkham universe at all rocksteady's three okay. games um yeah. So like I don't know why WB hates Montreal. They're just like Montreal. You're you have nothing to do with Rocksteady's games ever. Like because Origins they don't acknowledge as part of that that trilogy. Yeah, that is interesting. So they seem to like. I, I guess maybe Montreal just has their own thing, and that's fine. You know, maybe they could say Origins is connected to this one. I mean, listen, but... Rocksteady makes good games, but Arkham yeah. Asylum was by far their best one, and Arkham City was really good, and Arkham Knight was good. But it was like more yeah. of Arkham City. Anyway, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. We don't have to go down that road again. But those are really exciting announcements, I thought, coming out of this DC event that just happened. That was really cool. So a lot of awesome DC goodness. Uh, in addition to the Zack Snyder cut coming out on HBO as a four-part miniseries, apparently. No, it's going to be four hours long, Tim. Right, four but they're splitting hours. it up into four sections, like four oh, are they? parts. Yeah. Yeah, so you can That's watch it like a mini. Cool. So you can watch it like a miniseries, basically. Oh, so what, okay. whatever. Um. <laughs> So anyway, this is something I wanted to go through with you guys real quick to get your thoughts on this. So I was looking uh, on Metacritic. We are officially two-thirds of the way through 2020. Um, I know this has been a weird year, right, with pandemic and everything else. But as far as gaming goes, I think the slow start that you, the three of us have talked about a lot, about how this year took a little bit to get going. But now that we've got some momentum, I think we've seen really high-quality games coming out at a pretty good pace. And so it's interesting to look now at the... Uh, the top 20 games according to Metacritic. So I'm going to start down at that 20 range where we actually have a, oh, I don't know, it's like a 10-way tie or something crazy. Um, but what I've done is I've just kind of highlighted the games that are not remakes or not re-releases just from another platform. Like, for example, Persona 4 Golden was released on PC. So I'm not going to bother mentioning that one, even though I just now did. Um, so here's a whole bunch that tie in that 20th spot. It's actually more like the 16th spot with 87. It's uh, The Legend of Runeterra. And the Hunt Down, both for PC, although Hunt Down's on a whole bunch of platforms. Uh, Super Mega Baseball 3 on the Switch, got an 87. Um, we'll, we'll skip stuff like Cuphead, Doom Eternal, a few other things. Um, up to Final Fantasy Remake, Final Fantasy 7 Remake on PS4, was also an 87. 
should be higher, but that's fine. <laughs> so, well, it was, it was, uh, people had some split opinions on it, right? Um, all right. And then moving, moving up the list. The reason I skipped doing maternal, by the way, is because another version of it is higher on the list. Mm. Um, and that's where we get to next up is doom maternal, the Xbox one version with the highest rating on Metacritic with an 88. Although the other ones were like in the 87, 89 range, or I'm sorry, 87, 86 range. Um, so Doom Eternal, which I kind of forgot that it even came out this year. It was one I was one of one of my most hyped games to start the year, and I still haven't finished it. And I still think it's really cool, but it is just more Doom. So it's really, really good, but it is just yeah. more Doom. Um, Dreams on PS4 with an 89. H- how do they have a higher score than Final Fantasy VII? I mean, what's going well, on? Talk to your talk to your Sony. How fans, all right? do both those games have higher scores than Ghost of Tsushima? I mean, give me a break. Trash. very good question Stupid yeah ghost by the way yeah not on this chart because it's down in the mid 80s i believe um i don't know what's wrong with people but um then we move up we'll skip stuff like xenoblade because that is technically just a, a remaster or a remake i guess you could call it up to ori and the will of the wisps with a 90 love that game outside of some technical hiccups that is an amazing game uh, animal crossing new horizons also tied with a 90 in that spot sure um, and then F1 2020. I think that's our favorite game, right? We guys, we, we play that all the time. I love F1. Oh, yeah. Not a fan of I F2 or F3, but I love F1. <laughs> F2 or F3. Uh, Clearly, we know what we're talking about. Um, that one's got a 91. On the it's formula racing. I know it. Um, and then this game that I actually haven't even heard of or seen or tried called Pistol Whip yeah. has a 92. But what, what is that? What is this? I haven't it's looked at it. game. Well, there you go. If it's a VR game, it's a VR game, is it seriously? <laughs> that means there's two VR games in the top four. Yeah. That makes um, sense, which is crazy, um, because one of the other ones is is Half Life Alex, which is tied at 93 with Microsoft Flight Simulator. Both well, of also, if these games have less quantity wise, less reviews, and they're higher overall, then it's going to be higher on this list theoretically, right? Because Final Fantasy, uh, yes, but. It has to get a certain number of reviews. I forget what it is, but there's a threshold before they'll get, before they get an average, they have to hit a threshold of, of a certain number of reviews. Sure. Um, but but it could still be low. Like if the threshold's fifty, so let's say Pistol Whip has fifty one, but then Final yeah. Fantasy VII remake has, has like, like two hundred. Yeah. Then yeah. yeah so. Yep, that's very possible. Um, which is why you take all these things with a grain of salt. Um, and then of course, right. Last of Us Part Two is the highest ranked um, game that's brand new for 2020 with mm-hmm. a 94 persona 5 royal another ps4 game yeah. has a 95 but that is in my opinion shouldn't be counted as a new release but it's cool for those who like the game well they did add actually they did actually add like new stuff to it like it is kind yeah, of but it's new. still the same game it's not kind of a new game no it's it not. Is kind of a new game there's a whole new chapter at the end there's a whole new main character there's like new stuff to the game I wouldn't include that the same still way I don't include Xenoblade Chronicles because those are still the same core games, even though they're vastly improved. That's great. You're just upset that this Japanese game is winning against Pistol Whip. I, mean, <laughs> I don't know what Pistol No, is. I just want to point out that Microsoft has more uh, games in the 90s that are new releases than PlayStation. So they take sure it, do. Tony's. They sure do. So PlayStation has uh, two. No, no, PlayStation just has one because is Pistol Whip a uh, exclusive? I know, Pistol Whip came out on like Oculus and PC okay. way before PS4. So yeah, you've got Flight Simulator and uh, Ori 
sitting in that top group. And then really it's just Last of Us Part 2 for PS4. How about that? Anyway, so it's been a good year. It hasn't been. I remember back in uh, 2019 as everything kept getting pushed to 2020, especially spring of 2020 was going to be just crazy. And that really didn't happen. Things got pushed back and things changed, of course, with the pandemic and all this stuff. But I think it's been a good year, but I still think 2017, and I'll stand by it, I still think 2018, two of the best years of this generation, um, other, other than 2015, I think. Those are the, those are the three. Good Between ones. October and November, that's usually when the big boy stuff comes out, or a lot of the, the big boy games come out. Right. So. Yeah, there'll be some good ones. Um, but yeah, it's going to be some of your I'm standard. Not, like, I, I just looked at a video game calendar either this morning or yesterday. To, you know, kind of just trying to plan out my purchases for the rest of the year, and I just was not blown away by what's being announced. Like, I'm, I'm of course, I'm excited for like Cyberpunk and stuff like that, but yeah, that's the big normally one. I have like 20 games that I'm getting, and now I'm like, okay, I'm buying like five, but three of them are like, I'm kind of excited, but not, not hyped. Like, there's only like a couple of games that I'm like, yeah, hey. I can't wait to. You weren't gonna, you weren't fully aware of how excited you were gonna be about Mortal Shell, and look how that turned out. So. It's true, yeah. For for Derek with Mortal Shell, that was me with Man Eater. It's like a, a mid tier game that really has no business being as fun as it is, but it really is fun. So, I like surprises like that. Um, those are always those are always cool. But yeah, I'm with you, Derek. I think there's probably only four or five games that kind of hit that hype meter. Whereas I feel like the last several years, it's been like, well, how am I going to spend all this money this fall? You know, and it just doesn't feel that way yet. Maybe it will. Maybe we have more stuff to be revealed to us. We'll see. Uh, by the way, for Microsoft news, if you are feeling bummed out at this new, not new, if at this uh, recent Halo news that it's being delayed to 2021, and hey, I even heard maybe longer. Who knows? Um, but with the Halo Infinite delay, if that's got you bummed out, never fear, Xbox. And Derek, you need to know you can get a Halo face mask for 20 bucks, And Whoa. all the profits from that purchase, which is, I don't know, maybe six bucks of that, will go to help healthcare workers. So you can help healthcare workers and be safe with a Halo mask. not care about a healthcare workers, and hey. most of them are overpaid. So. Thanks, for your, uh, thanks for your donations, guys. Appreciate it. Yep. <laughs> Way to go, Microsoft. Um, it wasn't really... a much else that I saw at Microsoft this week, I kept seeing a lot of conversation. I don't know how official any of this is around things like Microsoft doesn't really care if you buy their console. They're shifting the way they even approach the whole business. So I, I kept seeing conversations around that, but I think most of that is uh, kind of hot takes and opinion pieces around this must be what they're thinking based on the strategy we're seeing so far. I don't think there was any solid news mm. about anything. So with sure. Microsoft this week. Um, and as far as Sony goes, I did see two pieces of news. Uh, one of them was Ghost of Tsushima related with the co-op update coming yeah. out. Yeah, dude, it's going to be like uh, Ghost of Tsushima meets Onimusha co-op. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, that has potential to be a lot of fun because when you're in yeah. those big battles and you're charging through the fortresses with your NPC partners, I'm like, dude, this would be a blast with other people, like a whole bunch of samurais fighting together. But it's not just like the game we are seeing now. It's not like regular people. It's going to be like Onis, like demons. Oh, Which gotcha. I said like Onimusha. So it's going to gotcha. be like almost like you're, you know, Samanosuke from Onimusha fighting a bunch of demons. Okay, that's pretty like sweet. It's co-op, so. I like that. I like that. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, I'm probably the only one out of the three of us who cares about this, but Oddworld Soulstorm, which is a game I've been looking forward to for a while because I really like those games, 
it's going to be a timed console exclusive on the PlayStation consoles, both PS4 and PS5. I think sure. it's coming out early in 2021, but um, what a huge get for Sony. Okay, um, moving on. <laughs> At least it's not an exclusive uh, <clears throat> exclusive character, right? It's not, yeah, it's just a timed exclusive. It'll come out to other platforms later. It's just Sony gets it first. Last thing I wanted to cover, unless you guys have some other news, is I wanted to go over just a few highlights from the indie showcase that Nintendo put out. There's it's not worth going over all of these, but I do think some of them are interesting. Um, but anything else news wise that you guys are aware of that I have missed from this week? Uh, no, no, nope. still living this hellscape nightmare. That is everything just being weird and people wearing masks and then other people yelling at people wearing masks and the old Corona and, you know, people going to grocery stores and not following arrows because they don't understand how arrows work and direction. <laughs> so, like they would be got... really confused playing DDR. They wouldn't know which thing to step on. They would have no idea. So, Guys, Dan needs to get some stuff off his chest. He's having a hard time. <laughs> you know what really grinds my game? <laughs> oh, boy. All right, so this first game that uh, Nintendo showed for the Indie Showcase, I know, is one that D- Derek will care about, and that is that Hades is officially coming to Switch, and all yeah. it said was Fall 2020. You know what's cool about this, though, is if you're like me and you've played it on PC, uh, it's got cross-save between Switch and PC. So Pretty cool be able to bring my progress over cool. and switch back and forth which i really like so hades is one of my favorite games this year and now that it's technically releasing this year it's going to be in my top 10 i just don't know where it's going to land it's just so good i've talked about it before but um i think it's a great fit for the switch i think it'll look and run really well because it, it's not a super taxing game it's just the art style is just on point and derek you played this a little bit at least right so you know what i'm talking about it, it's a good looking game yeah um and then, of course, Spirit Fair was a cool announcement, basically saying, you know, they did a new trailer for it, uh, which was very kind of touchy-feely, and everyone's hugging and la-la-la. I wasn't sure what the game was at first. Uh, and then they announced it's coming out today. So that was a cool kind of quiet They drop. announced that pri- uh, previously, I believe. Spirit that Fair. today was the date? No, 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 of the game the game itself. I thought you were saying that you... Oh, no, no, no. Like, I wasn't sure with a trailer what that game was at first. Oh. I was like... What is this anime game with all the animals hugging? Oh, that's Spirit Fair. I didn't realize that was hugging was part of the game. Yeah, a lot of a lot of animal hugs. But um, anyway, and then they kind of it was all of a sudden this is available later today. I was like, whoa, coming out today. So that was cool. I liked that a lot. Um, my kids were excited about this, so I thought I'd mention it. Subnautica, and its apparent follow up called Below Zero, are both coming to Switch in uh, early 2021. It's basically um think no man's sky but underwater kind of it's maybe not it's not that vast but it's the whole idea of you know crafting stuff mining for materials and all that uh survival that kind of thing just underwater um this one looks kind of cool it's called raji an ancient epic and this was a first game from this um studio based out of india and they basically took a whole bunch of hindu mythology and built this game that looks like a kind of an isometric third person action adventure game um, set in India, a little Prince of Persia esque in some ways. Um, some of the action looked a little reminded me of that at least. So, but that game looks cool and it's gotten decent reviews. Not amazing, but decent reviews from what I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. And that got shadow dropped also, right? 
it did it was like hey this is out today which i thought was cool overall this whole presentation i appreciated the amount of shadow drops there were a lot of those and i'm skipping over some of them but they were so another example of that was takeshi and hiroshi which is a cute little game where you're an older brother trying to entertain your younger brother with a game that you're designing i think the concept of this is cool you're almost like the dungeon master but it's like it looks like a role-playing game with the enemies on the right and you on the kind of claymation visuals too which is cool like you're dictating how the enemies like yep. almost like their AI and how they act and yep. you're kinda, yeah, it just looked cool. Yeah. Kind of a, a very adorable looking little, little game. And that was dropped that same day. This one called a short hike, which I thought looked like an old DS game visually, but yeah. apparently people really like it. Yeah. Um, that one dropped that same day as well, which was cool. Yep. Um, one that didn't drop that same day, but was a cool announcement. Cause this is a pretty popular series. And that is torchlight three yeah. was announced and, Torchlight are basically Diablo for kids games where you get lots of loot. It's the isometric fantasy setting where you're, you can, in this time you can recruit pets and that kind of thing. Like the Torchlight games are fun and they look decent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the third one's coming out this, I, I would compare it to like um, Trine. Like it's a really cool and well-liked series, although it's not a triple a developer. So yeah. Um, another one that came out that same day was Manifold Garden which was this really wacky, yeah. crazy-looking visual puzzle Dude, game. That looks that looks really cool. Yeah, when that one's on sale, I'm going to grab it. Yeah. What do you what do you call those visual pictures where you can't tell when the staircase ends and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, like, I, I don't know the word, yeah, but I know exactly what you're saying, yeah. It looks like a lot of that, right, where the, there's there's playing visual cool. tricks on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just, looks very, yeah, it looks looks very cool. cool. Then there was a blatant Ori ripoff that also released the same day called Evergate. I mean, as soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, someone likes Ori in the Blind Forest. Um, But again, it looks charming and fun. It just looks like it's trying to be Ori. So um, there was another game. I forget the name that it came out. And I was like, oh, that's basically Hollow Knight. It's so like these two developers at the same time were making like these like photo, you know, just freaking photocopies of these other two games. (laughs) Like, all right. Yep, absolutely. There was one that's coming out called Inmost, which has such a cool art style. It's uh, this pixel art action platformer. Kind of looks like it has a little bit of horror element to it as well. Oh um, yeah, that looks weird. This okay. one looks really cool though. The sty- the art style looks really awesome. So I'm I'm interested in that. One. It is out now. It came out a few days after the the uh, presentation. Okay. Um. So that one looks interesting. And the last one I'll mention is one that I played on Apple Games. I I subscribed to that Apple service, the Apple Arcade, for a little while. Yeah, yeah. And the game by far that I played, I I beat it. I played this game all the way to the final level. I completed everything I could because I love this puzzle game. It's called Grindstone, and it's coming to Switch this fall. Um, to me, this is best as a mobile game. I don't know why you need it on Switch. As long as they have touch controls, it'll be fine. Because yeah. the whole idea is that you're mapping. You have this grid of these little monsters that pop in, and it's all color-based. And so you want to try to map your way through them and knock out as many as you can um and you have special moves and all that kind of stuff so it's it's a puzzle game where you're clearing the board essentially and trying to escape once you collect what you need to collect but um it might might only be handheld mode because um there was actually a pokemon puzzle game that came out recently uh and it was free to play so i downloaded the cafe one yeah and i downloaded it be like oh maybe me and my wife will play that and i was like oh oh this is only in handheld mode you can't play this on the tv so i mean it might be one of those situations but yeah, I, I guess you could use it with a controller. It's just not going to be as... Anyway, whatever. Grindstone is an awesome puzzle game, so I highly recommend it uh, for those of you who want to give it a whirl. So that's all I'll highlight for now. Go back and watch it if indies are your thing. There were a lot. They, they did a good job with this one. What's that? Untitled Goose Game. Co-op yeah. mode. Yeah, whatever. It's coming out in September. 
Yeah. Honk honk? No. Honk honk? No. As soon as I heard the honk honk, I actually closed the video. <laughs> I just <laughs> read about it later because oh. they were like, "We want to show you one more thing," and I heard the gooses honking, and I turned it off. So. Oh, God damn it, Tim! Because I knew I was like, "Oh, it's either Goose Game Two or DLC or something." So whatever, I turned. You it know off. what? That's a real entitled attitude about the untitled Goose Game. <laughs> You're welcome. Why don't you give uh, the Goose Game a chance, like you gave Man Eater? I mean, it's the same type of animal. <laughs> You are so correct in everything you just said there. Yeah, that was very, very accurate. So so there you go. It was cool to see Nintendo announce some stuff, even though it really wasn't Nintendo announcing stuff. There's a whole bunch of rumors right now. Again, everyone and their mother has a rumor about Nintendo's next direct presentation. But I keep I've actually seen a lot of talk around how there's supposed to be one at the end of this coming week. Okay, don't know if that's true or not, but. It would be very cool if we got some kind of announcement about, you know, I keep hearing rumors about a Skyward Sword listing that showed up and then disappeared. You know, yeah, are they going to release that? And still this these long-standing yeah. rumors about Mario Anniversary getting a bunch of HD remakes of Sunshine and 64. Yeah. Like, so I'm holding out hope that Nintendo didn't shut down all development because of the pandemic, right? They had to be working on something. But the Skyward so, Sword one so is... I just want to throw this out there real quick, that when... Xbox, or when the Xbox One and PS4 launch, most people don't remember this, but Nintendo dropped two like major releases that month, and so I'm guessing that's what they're going to do um, here. Big November. They're not releasing a console. I think they're going to have a couple big launches in late October slash mid November. And I do think you're gonna get your 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 Mario Sunshine, your Zelda, Skyward, you know, Sword. whatever Sky, yeah, Skyward Sword, and maybe maybe a new game. But I'm thinking no, just because we're now almost in September and we haven't heard anything. But I do think September, October, you're gonna hear the announcement. I would think September, the announcement for a November release. Yeah. of these games because like i said they're gonna want to release something even if they don't have a console coming out they want to release something before the the holidays it isn't just because right. ps5 and xbox series x are coming out but i do remember because i bought them i don't remember the two games i, I want to say it was like super mario world 3d and then uh the new zelda on the ds or whatever Oh, that's they launched they launched two two major like games that I cared about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I when hope so. I mean, think about it. Last year, I mean, pretty much every year since the Switch has launched, they've had a major holiday release of some kind. Like last year was the new Pokemon games, in addition to some other stuff. So of course, those were the perfect games to have sitting on a shelf when a, when a parent is picking out some stuff for their kids. It's like I'm gonna grab a Switch and I'm gonna grab that Pokemon game because what kid doesn't love Pokemon? So. It'd be interesting to see if they have something like that this year, like the get the Mario collection or whatever it is. That'd be a big draw, I think, for this holiday if they were able to if they were able to do that. So I mean, I buy the crap out of that. So. I would too. I mean, give me a Zelda remaster or collection. Give me a Mario remaster collection, or give me a or of course Metroid Prime Tril- trilogy. I mean, I honestly don't even need Nintendo to put out a new a brand new entry, which sounds really like I'm setting the bar low. But there's so many games that Nintendo's made that are just so great that i'd like to revisit or like skyward sword play for the first time and yeah. that's the only main zelda game i've totally skipped 
So, yeah, same here. I haven't I haven't tried that either. So yeah, and I would absolutely pay sixty dollars for a full remastered version with normal controls on the Skyward Sword. I would pay sixty bucks for that. Don't listen to this, Nintendo. Make it cheaper than that. But no, they'll make it sixty, and uh, I'll they'll definitely make it sixty, <laughs> and I'll pay it. I will happily pay it. So. All right, well, that does it for us for this week. I know that was a lot of stuff to get through, so thank you all for bearing with us. Thanks, Derek, for selling people on uh, Moral Shell. It sounds like another sounds like another pretty decent one, so I'm gonna looking forward to playing that one. Derek, um, uh, do you have any other words of wisdom for us? Yeah, we haven't closed out with words of wisdom in a while. What do you got? No, I'm angry today, so the only thing you get is shut the... Here we go! Well, I do seem to attract the scum of the earth. Yeah. That sounds about right. Watch out! Boy, you are not ready. Pikachu! Do what you were born to do. You are a hero. Finishing this fight.